Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Your host, David Dodge, with co-host, Mike Slane. Mike, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up, Dave? I'm doing, doing uh, pretty buddy? good. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Man, I'm doing great today, man. Good. I I'm got excited. A, yeah, I got a good, I got a good uh, topic for us today, man. We're going to talk okay. about pro tips okay. today. And I would... We're going to have to find a pro. I would definitely We're, call you a pro. Ah, hey, yeah. That's right. right. That's right. We got a couple of pros. I'd call you a pro, oh, Thank you, sir. Yeah, we've been doing it full time for a few years, a few years together. And uh, yeah, I think we've enjoyed what we're doing. Uh, it doesn't always feel like we're pros. You know, sometimes you're caught with your pants down and we want to help you guys avoid that. Yes, And that's, again, do. why we like to chat about real estate. Uh, one, because we do real estate full time and it's fun for us. But we also like to take a break from actually going out there and doing the real estate and uh, just chatting. So let's talk about some of the stuff that we're doing and some of the tips that we have. Dave, you're calling them pro tips. I like Let's a, talk about some of the pro tips yeah, we've got so, today. So Mike and I, we just made a quick short list, guys. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of other things that we could obviously mention. And maybe we'll come up with another one or two while we're oh, talking we about I know, these. I know you, Dave. You're going I to. I know, I know. You say I'm going to give you five, you're going to give them eight. Yeah, know? that's right. That's right. So we came up with some pro tips. And I think this is going to be really helpful for anybody and everybody that is new to real estate investing. You know, Mike and I combined, we've got, we've done about a thousand transactions at this point, Mike. I don't even think we've we've even said that before, but we're probably right there, you know, 950 to a thousand. Yeah, it's a lot. Give or take, you it's know. a lot of paperwork. All of us are, you know, you and me combined plus you and me individual, we gotta be at about a thousand oh, at yeah. this point. So I would call you a pro, man. You hey. are a pro. Hey. It's, uh, you know, nothing I take lightly. You so, are a pro, I'm man. a professional. All right, let's jump in, guys. So number mm. one, pro tip number one, uh, business days. Why do I say that? Well, business days and days are two different things altogether. So when you are sending a contract to somebody and you are asking for an inspection period, Use the word business behind the word days. Can't make this any simpler mm -hmm. for you because let's say you ask for 10 days of inspections. Well, 10 days is 10 days. That's pretty straightforward. But 10 business days is 14 days. So by adding in that one word business behind days, you are buying yourself 40% more time to inspect. This is probably one of my faves. So pro tip number one, guys, use the word business when you are getting an inspection period behind days to buy yourself 40% more time. Great That's tip. a good one, man. I like one. it. That's I like right. it. All right, next one on our list here is always make the offer. So this is super important because we go on a lot of appointments and we'll get into the habit. I'm even myself and Dave, we'll, it happen, we do it all the time. We'll go on an appointment and be like, we're so far off. That seller wanted way more than we were expecting. We thought they were motivated. Turns out they want retail plus some. 
and our offer is below retail. So again, if they're looking at, oh, we think our house is worth 400, and yeah, we know it needs 20 grand worth of work when it really needs about 50. So they're like, we're willing to take, uh, what, did I, what did I start with, 400? We're willing to take 380, don't worry about it. Well, guess what, we don't pay retail. So we have to use the MAO formula. We've got to buy these things at a discount, minus the repairs, minus a fee if we're gonna wholesale it. We're almost always looking at about half it ends up being it ends up being between fifty and sixty-five cents on the dollar. That's where you can buy to actually make money. So again, it's crazy. It's crazy that the transactions happen at that lump like that. That for me, it blew my mind. It was like nobody buys houses at fifty cents on the dollar. It doesn't happen. You buy it on the MLS and then you fix it up, and you know, in twenty years it'll be worth more. You know, well, no, you have to buy at a discount. I'm I'm getting off topic. The point is always make the offer. Always. Okay, so why why is that important? Because Quite frankly, motivation changes. So someone who's not motivated today might be motivated tomorrow. And I'm not talking about just one day. I'm talking about three, five, six months, two years, five years. Again, you don't know what's happening in that seller's life and they're not always the most candid. Your objective, make a friend and then make an offer. Super important. Love it. We do it over the phone. Even if we don't go on appointments, we try to always make an offer. Uh, we beat it into the heads of all of our assistants. You gotta make an offer. Anybody who's on the phones, you gotta make an offer. We always wanna make an offer. It's yeah. super important because if you don't, you're not even allowing yourself the opportunity to buy the house. So you're cheating yourself. Make yeah, the offer. marketing is done to give you the opportunity to run an appointment or make an offer or both. So if you're gonna spend money marketing and then you don't make the offer, you might as well stop spending money on marketing. Even if, the person that wants to sell is wanting way more. Like Mike said, you gotta make the offer. Mike, you did that. I like that pro Jump tip. On to the next you did one. good with that one. All right, Jump the next on. one here is go the extra mile. And the reason that I have this as a pro tip is because those people that are gonna remain consistent and are persistent or Am I saying that word right? Persistent, yeah, right? Persistent. Mm -hmm. Are gonna be the ones that are gonna have success. They're gonna be the ones that win. And ultimately, they're gonna be the ones that are doing deals and getting paid. And one of the examples of go the extra mile that I really, really like is when you are trying to reach a seller and you're not having luck, or, and or, would be a better way to word that, you already have a seller's contact information, but they're ducking you. You can't reach them for whatever reason. Go the extra mile. Don't stop. Continue to be persistent. Mike, there was a deal that we did a couple of years back, and it's just this one that just comes to mind, but I know there's probably 50 so Dave, that are similar to this. Yeah, sure. So Dave is persistent, um, and sometimes uh, he's, he's you're very confident, right? So sometimes that comes across to people as arrogance. Too, well, no, it's too strong. Sure. And this lady was just ducking Dave, wouldn't answer she his calls. She didn't like me. Would not return his call, whatever. <laughs> so I reached out to her on LinkedIn. I just Googled her and tried to find another way to contact her. Found her on LinkedIn, sent her a message, said, hey, I know my partner's reaching out to you, blah, blah, blah. You know, if there's something I can do to help, let me know. And she reached out to me. We were able to buy the house. We were able to wholesale it make a profit. So just... Like, be be persistent, be consistent. Yeah. Like Dave's saying, I got another one on this one though, Dave. Yeah, please. Because you are the master at this. Okay. And again, it goes into making friends as well with your uh, sellers. Bruce. Oh, that's another pro tip though. 
Jeez. Yeah, buddy. Oh. All right, no problem, no problem. But again, so, going the extra mile, go, you filed this right, guy's though. taxes for him. I did. Yep. You helped him get three or five years back taxes filed so that we could prove that he didn't have this giant tax lien that mm. they that they said, that uh, federal tax lien, so that he was able to take some of the money in with the, the house sale. That's exactly right. So again, it's going the extra mile. That ties in, I think, to making a friend, too. It does. It, I it, mean, that, I, that, a, that's one and the same, essentially. Yeah, definitely. But guys, go the extra mile. The Don't extra mile. discount it. social media. We all spend lots of time. I would go as far as say as the average person spends at least an hour a day on social media. So if you're not getting through to them via phone or email, use socials to connect with them. And then last but not least, if you've already run an appointment, you've already made an offer, and you're, you're getting ducked, you can't connect with that person, drive over to, the, to their house and knock on the door if you have to. Go the extra mile, it means a lot. All right, the next one, number four here. Use CYA clauses in your contracts to cover your ass. That's what CYA means. So a couple quick ones, you know, um, based on my partner's approval. Well, your partner could be your friend, it could be your spouse, it could be your business partner, it could be your cat, or your dog, it could be anybody. By just saying partner, it's broad, it's bland, it's widespread, it could be anybody. Now, I like to define partner a little bit more specifically, especially when you're a wholesaler. And I mean specifically in my brain, so that if somebody asks me about it, it's it's legit. Yeah. And again, Dave wasn't saying anything not no, legit, no, no, but totally. what I'm saying is a good point. my partner is going to be my end buyer. That's my partner on that deal. Mm -hmm. So again, that's kind of how I frame it in my world that I, I think it's 100% ethical to do because you are a cash buyer and you are shopping for deals and you are working with other investors who are going to be the end buyer. Correct. So again, that's the that's kind of the way I look at uh, partner's approval for those wholesalers out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mike, give me that. a couple other CYAs. I know that, like, obviously, an inspection period kind of goes without saying. Mm -hmm. uh, one another one I like is based upon or, or uh, contingent so, upon verifying taxes, title, and value. Value is one of those things that is like subjective, or I don't know the difference between subjective and objective, but you know what I mean. There, like, it's one of those things that's again, it's broad. It's right? subjective. It's subjective. Yeah, okay. It depends on that. I'm learning things one. here. So objective means like anybody could come in and see it, and it's like objectively false. Or that's, got it. But that's subjective like is more of like a, a personal opinion. Thing. So value subject to your opinion. Oh, I'm learning subjective. things here today. This is great. So value is one of those things that's subjective because everybody's going to have a different value depending on what they want to do with but it. But Dave, what about appraisal? <laughs> they're gonna come in and tell us the right value. That's well, right. That's true. It's their opinion, though. Too. It's their opinion again. So you've got subjective stuff coming into play. What comps they pull, how they look at the house. So it is very, very subjective. Right. And then a couple others, guys. Super simple, like you know, roof inspection. That's a CYA clause. A sewer inspection. That's a CYA clause. And this a is one we use all the time. We yeah. have to get the sewer looked at. That is the one thing, Mr. Seller, that I can't see while I'm standing here. I can't see what's down in those pipes. That's exactly right. And that could cost thousands of dollars. So why use CYA clauses? Well, guys, if you use CYA clauses, you have outs. And if you have outs, that should eliminate the fear of you making the offer in the first place. One of the things Mike and I see almost daily with our students, right, is, is they're, they're excited to get into the business. They're excited to start marketing. They're excited to run appointments. But they're not necessarily making the offer because they're afraid that when they send that contract that they're going to be obligated to have to buy that property and that is just not true 
If you have a CYA clause or clauses, and for whatever reason, you can't find that partner, or they won't let you do that sewer scope, or whatever it is, you can exit that contract both legally and ethically because you put it in in the beginning. So that's a good one. That's number four. Number five was make a friend. And, and we, we started, to, we did start talking about we that. We talked one. about that, but I want to just dive deep on this just for a second, guys. What? I am not good at sales. I will be the first to admit. But what I am good at is getting out and shaking people's hands and listening, even though I talk a lot. I know this. But I am good at listening to a seller when they're telling me a sad story or a, a, a story that's, you know, not a, a fun one. And I'm good at looking people in the eye. And I'm good at shaking hands and I'm good at building rapport, which basically means you get somebody to know you, like you, and trust you. Well, guys, if you are just trying to do this over the phone, getting somebody to know you is relatively easy. Getting them to like you, well, that's up to you. But getting them to trust you is a whole different ball game. And the best way that I've found to get somebody to trust you is to make a friend with them, literally. And you can do that on the phone, you can do that in the field, on the appointment, but I always like to try to make an appointment and go out and meet somebody in person, shake their hand, look them in the eye. It's gonna be the easiest way to do the three things of rapport building, know, like, and trust. And again, I like to sum this up into one simple statement, guys, make a friend with the seller. You don't need all these you know, tips and tricks on how to negotiate if you can make a friend. People wanna do business with people that they are friends with, period. So that's it, don't overthink it. Make a friend, it is going to be more valuable than any sales course, book, podcast that you can listen to, I promise you. Focus on making a friend and you will be just fine. And then we got one more, Mike. You're gonna be good at this one here. Follow up. Oh, I love that one. So follow up, follow up, follow up, why? Why do you have to follow up with people? Dave, I just wanna go make offers, and get deals under contract. Well, because we have been doing this together for almost seven years. And Probably closer to eight. We've been doing this for almost eight years. <laughs> and we yeah. are averaging, our average deal takes about six months, four to six months from the time we talk to the person to the time we close the deal. So that means we've had several several deals that have gone on for years. Years. Three to four years. Five, six, seven. Well, now we're exaggerating. No, we've had deals five, have six years. Have we had seven years? Have we had a seven year? Maybe not seven. We had a really long one recently. We just did like one that was or, like five and yeah. a half years. We we've just had one under contract that we actually had to exit, thank God for our CYA clauses, that was a five-year deal. Wow. Down in Sular. Five oh, was years. Oh, that one? Five oh. years we were following up with this guy. We still might be able to get it closed. We still might, and yeah. we're still working on that, in yeah. fact. But follow up, Mike said it great. Four to six months is the average amount of time that it takes Mike and I, and you know, I guess you could say we're pros, right? I would say we so. We thought, we think we're pros. We, we said it at so. the beginning of the episode, yeah. we think each other are pros. There you so, go. You know, and it takes us four to six months. Now, that doesn't mean that every single deal that comes in is four to six months. What that means is the average deal. So Mike, what would you say out of 10? Eight, maybe nine deals out of 10 are gonna require some level of follow-up. Oh my gosh. They, they, Maybe even all 10. I would say all deals require At follow. least some. Literally every deal. Even if somebody says, yeah, I want to sell. 
Well, okay, great. Great. When can, I, when can I meet you? Well, you Did, should follow up before the appointment. You should follow up after the appointment. Man, that's a really good point. Send the offer, follow up. Did you get the offer? Do you have any questions about the offer? I think following up before the appointment is important. They sell hey, you the deal, you follow up. All are we it. still meeting in an hour? Yeah. If, one, it saves you the drive time if they're like, oh, no, I can't make it. All of it. And two, it's like you're confirming and letting them know you're coming to their house. Because some people, it's kind of weird. They're having somebody come into their house. So again, yeah, follow up, dude. It's it's important on every aspect of the sales process. 100%. So guys, one or two deals out of 10, we're going to be able to get relatively quickly. But the other eight or nine are going to take four to six months. So if you just think about this for a second, if we stopped following up, we would essentially do 80 to 90% less deals. That is a crazy high statistic we would not still be here after seven years not together. at all i not promise all. you that but that's one of the things that we are really good at and we have a team that helps us with that but following up is so incredibly important guys so i hope you've enjoyed this episode about pro tips guys we talked about six of them today use business days as a way to increase your inspection period by I was going to say 60 by 40%. That's still a huge number. Number two, always make the offer. Don't throw money into marketing if you're not going to make the offer. And by the way, you can make an offer a lot of ways. You can do it verbally. You can do it via email. You can bring contracts with you and put them in your trunk and make offers that way. Um, you can leave an offer on a voicemail, but just don't not make the offer always make the offer number three go the extra mile use social media follow up make a friend lots of different ways don't don't stop though be consistent and be persistent number four use cya clauses love this one that should hopefully help prevent any fear that you have of being obligated to buy by sending a contract these cya clauses give you time and they essentially give you the right to buy, but not the obligation. Think of it like a stock option in a way. A CYA clauses give you the right, but not the obligation, as long as you you know do what you say you're gonna do and you put those CYA clauses in your contract. Uh, number five, make a friend. Love that one. Can't harp on that one enough. And then number six, follow up, guys. Four to six months is the average time that it takes for a lead to come into our system and for us to buy that deal to wholesale, burr, fix and flip, whatever it is that we may do. So if you are not consistent and you are not following up, you are essentially leaving 80 to 90% of the deals on the table. Mike, I know you got one more thing for us, man, then we're going to wrap up. One more thing. Party words. Party words, buddy. What you got, there. man? Uh, you make your money when you buy. You get paid when you sell. Uh, we oftentimes, we get so hungry for deals. Like right now, we try to offer too much. But you have to remember you're an investor. Stay level-headed. Uh, you want to buy when others are selling. Sell when others are buying. All those little uh, sayings. But yeah, you definitely make your money when you buy. So make sure you're buying right, guys. Man, that was great. Love it. All right. All right, guys, signing off. Thanks for listening. There was seven pro tips, not six, but seven. Write them down. Listen to this twice if you have to. Those seven things that we just mentioned will help you tremendously to do more deals and to make more money in this crazy business that we call real estate investing. Signing off. 
Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.